Hey guys, morning, how are you doing? Welcome to the Academy Answers Podcast. Such a pleasure to come to you. And it's always so invigorating to share with people and to discuss with people and to hear opinions and to flesh out ideas that improve life. Ideas that goes to the nucleus of what life is all about. The idea that your life is a matter of the quality of your experiences, the frequency of those experiences, and the intensity and level of those experiences. How you can snatch your life from existence and actually put it into the arena of living. Really and truly experiencing life in the way you want to experience it. Your lane. Your enlightened lane. What is it that I want to express? What is it that I want to impact? What is it that I want to do? What it is that I want to be about? Because that is the only yardstick that is uh, actual an enlightened yardstick to live life from. How many of these experiences can I have? Do I care about? And how often I can have them? And what does do they mean to me? Are they what I believe I should be doing? Are they what I get feel happy doing? And this morning, we 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 do this podcast to to reach people who are interested in having a better life. That's what it's about. And the people who are interested in this, who are sidetracked by society and programming that doesn't serve us anymore, we are here to bring that light into their awareness and their consciousness to make them unlearn some of that stuff because most people are caught in that and never unlearn it, never feel better, never do better because they are unaware of what's holding them back. And they think that their life is this small thing that is meant to be small and meant to be regular, normal and average, not realizing that they have this bundle of potential in them. And everything else that they're doing is because of the layers that their experiences and society and training have piled onto them. And that unsettling feeling, that deep discomfort that they feel is because there's something in there that wants more, that is designed to come up with more and deliver more to them and to their lives. And they're at this con- in this constant state of disquiet and misery and unhappiness because they are not living up to their true potentials, which is huge, which has nothing to do with small because this universe is created in abundance and there's nothing dictating one's life to be small and the other person's life to be big. As human beings, as human beings, this is a level playing field. Upfront, level. There's nothing you see that you admire that someone 
is doing, the lifestyle they manage, they have managed to create for themselves, that is above you, or that is superior to you. Forget the areas and the specifics. I'm talking about the results. So forget that LeBron is playing basketball. The life he's able to create from playing basketball, you can create that life from planting, from designing, from arguing cases, from fixing people's health, from fixing cars, from selling stuff. You can create that life for yourself. LeBron gig is a basketball gig. Oprah gig is a book and speaking gig. You have your gig. But the end result is what, the, what is the quality of life that you can bring to your existence. So this morning's question is, What is your take on focus? How does one stay focused? Because there is always this topic that you got to be committed. You got to be very focused if you want to get to high levels in life. Well, focus to me is, as I think Jim Rohn put it best, focus means you are living your life as a meaningful, specific instead of a wandering generality. And that's one of the most brilliant analogy I've heard when it comes on to focus. Living your life as a meaningful specific instead of a wandering generality. Setting a goal and deciding that this is my goal, this is my path, and I am going to live in pursuit of that goal. This big idea. This larger vision for your life. You will not be able to do it without focus. You know, where we come from in, in third world countries, we, we struggle with, a lot of time we struggle with a high level of expertise meaning there are people who know what they're doing there are people who can do a job in any area well but to find that expert who have gone all the way who knows almost every angle on a situation whether you're fixing a car fixing people's health fixing roads fixing um whatever electrical stuff it, it's sometimes a challenge and the reason why it is a challenge is because the market is so small and incomes are so low and um, what you find people doing is being a jack of all trade. So in a first world country, for example, you would find a guy who is a brick specialist and there's enough bricks for him to fix. So he's comfortable saying, okay, I only fix bricks because he knows that there's a market or there's enough of a market for the guy who fix bricks for him to make a decent living and run a decent business. And there's 10 guys 
in a 50 mile radius that fix brakes and everybody's doing well. In a third world country, that doesn't work so well. Because the guy who gets one customer has to squeeze that customer for everything. He has to fix the guy's brakes. He has to change the guy's oil. He has to um, change the guy's headlights. He has to do all that stuff to maximize his return from one customer. The customer that he gets in the door, he has to make sure he can take as much from that customer because there are not many customers coming through the door. That has an advantage for him when it comes on to revenue, but it has a disadvantage for him when it comes on to the amount of time he spends fixing bricks. The level of your skill and expertise and professionalism will be, our advancement in the profession will be in direct proportion to the number or the amount of time you spend doing it. The amount of reps, the, the hours you spend in the activity has direct relations to your mastery of that activity. And you cannot go around that. There's no way to get good at something until you have done your reps. Until you have spent hours upon hours upon hours upon hours beating on your craft. So, in a first world country, the guy who is doing bricks, he's doing bricks only. He spent 10 hours, 15 hours a day doing bricks. He's doing research on bricks. He's figuring out bricks. He's being exposed to many different types of bricks. Car, bricks that stop cars. I hope I made that clear. Um, ultimately, he becomes very good at this thing because he has seen it so many times. He has touched it. He's done so many work, so much work on it. And that's the idea of focus. The idea of focus is that you would have spent so much time on it that you would have activated the creativity in your brain. You would have seen so many different occurrences. You would have seen so many different examples. You would have seen so many different instances of a thing. Whatever it is. If you double, you seriously retard your chances of becoming great and doing great stuff. Because you never get to spend that amount of time that it needs to actually build solid expertise the idea of focus is that you're channeling your energies in an area long enough and frequent enough to grasp as much knowledge and competence as possible and 
in the world we live. This new world. There is no denying mastery. Like mastery cannot be unrewarded. If you are good, people will find you and they will pay you to be good. If you are really good, you will come right to the top. Cream rises to the top. So the idea of focus is that you are committed to excellence and you will achieve that excellence. And when you achieve that excellence, then it becomes so much easier or almost guaranteed that the earnings and the advancement from achieving that excellence will be exactly what you need to put your life where you want your life to be. So that's how important focus is. I think it was T. Anderson who said that no Niagara can produce electricity until it's channeled. No horse can win a race until it's guided. No life can grow great until it is focused. I don't remember if that's the exact quote. I think I may have left out a part, but that's what it is. You can research. Just type T. T. Henderson. You must be focused. So that's important to focus. You, You cannot, if you chase too many ducks, you catch none. And if you are a jack of all trade, as I grew up hearing, you become a master of none. You want to focus on one thing as quickly as possible. There's, it's okay to go out there and try to figure out stuff and shoot at, throw many things at the wall, see which ones stick and all that stuff. But at some point, you have to say, okay, this is my area. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit this for hard for a very long time. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to achieve mastery and nail down some real solid results because your level of success and I'll leave you with this your level of success will ultimate is is in direct proportion to your commitment to excellence in your chosen field I think it was Roosevelt who said that your level of success is in direct proportion to your commitment to excellence in your chosen field. So you got to be committed to be excellent in an area. And to do that, you have to be focused in the area. And your focus is an exact thing of your focus is directly, I'm sorry, your focus is directly connected to or is Evident, put it this way, your focus is evident in the amount of time you spend in the activity. That's what focus is. People like to say they're focused on this and they're focused on that, 
because they think focus is mental. Focus is about 10% mental. If you are focused, you are doing it. That's a real way to know if you are focused, how much time you spend in the activity. Thank you guys, always a pleasure. Take care. Follow me on Instagram, Low Motivator Car. Follow me on Facebook, Low Motivator Car. Share this podcast. Um, I hope you got some value today. Have a good one.